This is Special Forces, the world's toughest test. And definitely not least, Billy Billingham. <laughs> So here we are for another session of putting the world to rights with my man in the house, Mr. Mulvey. You called me Mulvaney yesterday. That kind of hurt my feelings that you don't... I know. It depends what mood I'm in, Brian. We've, we've been friends for a while and you didn't know my last name. Listen, I've been friends with people in the SES for 30 years who've taken a bullet for me, been blown up, and I still don't know the name. Don't take it personal. That's the level of knowing someone's last name? Yeah. Okay. No, that's true, actually. No one knows my last name. Oh... They people know don't me. know your first, your real That's first what name. I was going to say they, they do know my last name. They don't know my first name. Why do people start calling you Billy? In the military, the um, it's not. It's a way of sort of controlling you by taking away your name, taking away your sort of your rights to a degree, and keeping control of you to push you through barriers. And they just they'll give you a nickname or generally shorten your last name, which is what they did with me. So Billingham went to Billy. And that was it. And and there's people literally still in the military today that I've served with will go, Billy? Yeah, I know Billy. I don't know Mark. It's weird to think of you as Mark. I know. You don't look like a Mark. What does a Mark look like? A little more handsome. A little bit better looking. Uh, Are you for real? <laughs> Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. What would my what would my nickname be? Um, Camelhead. That's not short for Mulvey. It is. It doesn't have to be. Sometimes it'll be on what you see, you know. You have a face that a drunken <laughs> Apache wouldn't attack. You're just insulting me for being. Uh, ugly. See, it doesn't mean it doesn't make any sense. Come on, then. Let's talk. Let's talk about what do you want to talk about today? I know. This morning we were talking about because right now we're in Orlando. We're driving the streets for Orlando. Yeah. It's beautiful neighborhoods here. For those of you who, I mean, we're not right in downtown, but we're right outside of downtown. Beautiful neighborhoods, but you don't see any kids playing outside. The streets are empty. Yeah, mate, I think that's a common thread, not just in Orlando, throughout the world. It's the same as in UK. And I said to you, remember, what was it like when you were growing up? And rightly so, you said, you know, you, you played in the streets, you're out on your bikes, you're out with your friends. Sometimes you spend time indoors, but now it's like everywhere is like a ghost town. You just don't see kids out at all. You don't see parents out. You don't see people out. When I was growing up, you know, people would... Neighbours would be sat out having a cup of tea, chatting away, or just talking over the fence, or, you know, doing stuff together and, and just communicating. And you don't see any of it today. And I had this very same chat yesterday, or similar chat, with uh, a good friend of mine who was the pastor at our wedding, Andy. He's an amazing guy. And we, we both hit the same nail on the head, which is we've lost community. Yeah. There's no community anymore. And that is the key and foundation to everything but here's the thing a question i always have is you know everyone spends all this time on their phones on social media or stuff in a way that does kind of make us all more connected uh you know you we're able to keep in touch with friends family people more but it's somewhat artificial because it's not always the most authentic interaction you're gonna have with people you you see people on how they portray themselves on social media which is a lot different than if you were just go walking over and hanging out with your neighbor on the porch or your friends on the porch. Yeah. So there's, it's just two different ways of keeping in touch with people. It's impersonal. Yeah. It's impersonal and you don't get a true reading of somebody, even if it's your mate. 
Because if you're talking about it on social media, it's, it's generally something they've posted or written. And I have to have clarification on any, on communication with anybody. I have to have clarification, which means I need to ask, is this what you want? Is this what you're talking about? Because I get aggressive with written messages. Sometimes I read it wrong. And yeah, you, you're right. We, we tend to communicate more that way when it should be physical, visual, verbal communication, out in the streets, meeting each other. But going back to that community thing, mm -hmm. you know, the other thing I noticed, we had a chat yesterday, and I hear it every day, and we all hear it, is when people go, I can't say that. Yeah. That, I hate Did you that. say that the guy, the pastor you were talking to yesterday Yeah, said that? we were talking about it, and I says, well, that, there's the problem. Once you say you can't say it, you're already bowing down to the people who that are pushing these crazy agendas and creating all these assholes and these these pains of of misery that, that, that the world seems to be suffering right now. You know, you can say, that, again, link to tell the truth. Say what you see and, and stand by it. It doesn't matter if it upsets somebody, but because we're all bowing down to it, we can't say it. You're allowing people who are pushing these agendas to create pain and misery to thrive, and it needs to stop. So build the communities tell the truth, and don't be afraid to say it. And don't be vindictive of it, but just say what you really, truly mean. Yeah. I think for celebrities, yeah, because this, I mean, there's, it's celebrities who are afraid to say things because literally the backlash is way more than yeah. what it would be for normal people. I mean, you lose your careers now. You lose yeah. your, 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 like, look at Russell Brand, for instance. He's just yeah, in the midst of, yeah. and that's not really for what he said. I mean, that's for obviously different reasons, but you see people losing everything over a tweet, over um, something they say on a podcast. Hopefully you don't say anything that offensive today. But uh, but people, they lose everything. First you get the backlash uh, and yeah. being in all the headlines, and then you lose everything. Yeah, but... Do all... you, are you afraid of that at all? I don't want, it, don't want that to happen to me, and I'm not afraid of it. I'll mm -hmm. stand by what I really believe. And there's got to be sacrifices, you know? Somebody's got to take... Unfortunately, if that's we're going to allow people to cancel you and put you out of work and do what they want to do to control you through that that way of what they do, taking everything away from you. That's going to happen. Eventually, we'll all it'll all implode. It will. And you know, people need to stick together, stand together, and just be true and be honest. And listen, everybody can have an opinion and accept their opinion, accept 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 their views. You don't have to hate somebody because they don't believe in everything you you believe in mm -hmm. but that's where we've gone that's what that's what we're talking about right that culture that what we've got now and uh it does affect all of us and you know it's a you know it's how effective it is when any two people three people people get together that's all we talk about is how we all hate it we're all against it but no one's really doing anything and we the worst thing we can do is say i can't say that or i can't do that yes you can as long as it's not vindictive and it's not personal or hatred but say the truth. And the truth hurts sometimes. I think people, like, you know, you're, you're always, uh, me, me, like I think a lot of people are, you know, and it's becoming more common now, are centrists instead of being left or right. Being like, yeah, uh, you know, really, I, for me personally, I just view things issue-based and uh, try to research things as much as I can and Sometimes my decision may be considered left or considered right, which again, I hate those labels anyway. I mean, instead of someone saying I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat, you should just say I'm Brian or I'm Billy 
and not identify as those things. But if I'm hanging out with a group of people and I know someone generally believes in things differently than I do, my fear is like, is it worth even talking about it to get into an argument over? Because arguments are so fragile that they can go off the rails and it's not worth yeah, it to me to it. get into... Avoiding it's just as bad as not confronting it. In fact, it's worse because it builds up even more and then you end up meeting with people that you probably want to ask or discuss and you don't and you end up actually drifting apart in terms of friendship and relationships anyway. So, I mean, don't go blatantly out there to start a fight or an argument but you, you can bring up a topic. Mm-hmm. Why do you, you know, see yourself as a cat? Why do you say... <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I would. Because I don't get it. And I'll go, you know, I'm not going to argue about it. If you think you're a fucking cat, then you're a cat. Fine. But don't push your fucking cat dealings on me or anybody else around me. But the problem is the people who are different, want to be different, they really do push this agenda to create animosity and hate. And they do. Most of them do. Because you don't like what I like. Well, I am this. Fine. You go away and be that. But I don't want that around me at the moment. I'm enjoying the realities of who I am. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I don't want to get too political. Into yeah, because there's a left and a right and who believes in whatever. You believe in what you want, but just be honest and just tell the truth and cut this nonsense out and don't be afraid of telling the truth and seeing, saying what you see and standing by what you believe. And I, But, uh, like, I also wonder if are any... I mean, obviously there are issues that are important to me, but are, like... Any issues worth losing a close friend over or uh, a f- losing touch with a family member? Because unfortunately, we live in a time where people do that. Like, like yeah. families don't talk because they have different political beliefs. Close people lose friendships over that stuff. If it's something that's that important to you, okay, yes, I, I yeah. see standing by your principles. But other things, if I have you know a slight disagreement yeah, with someone, I'm like, it's like, not even look. worth discussing. I don't. Yeah, think. but it, when it, it, it when it's to the point that it affects you so bad, it affects the whole atmosphere. It affects every time you come together. Then yes, cut, cut, cut it out like cancer. Stop it or deal with it. Don't just let it drag on. Because you know, if it's something trivial like you support this, you support that, you can have a little bit of a debate. Then let it, so what? Move on. Yeah. You know, don't drag it out. Is my point. Just but confront it when it when it creates an uncomfortable zone and misery. The thing is, to me, it comes back to one thing, time. The most precious thing we have in this world is time. And I don't want to waste it. I don't want to waste it arguing with somebody who thinks he's a fucking cat. Yeah. Or who has a different opinion to me. Fine. I have a different opinion. I respect that. Respect mine. Move on. I ain't got time to waste. And we should, none of us should have. Because time is the one thing you don't know how much you got and it's priceless. Don't waste it on trivia. And really, all this is nonsense and trivia. Yeah, the YouTube boxing. So, my, my opinion, we were talking about this yesterday. And for those of people that don't know, you actually have a history as an amateur boxer. You had yeah, how boxed, many fights? I boxed since I was nine, you know, 30-odd fights as an amateur. And, you know, including being in the military, I fought as well. But And I, I've never boxed. And yeah. But for me, as someone who doesn't know the sport that well, yeah. I'm not as into the technical aspects, and if this guy, like, two good boxers fighting against each other, I'm interested in a story. And the thing with, like, Jake Paul, for instance, which you don't like this uh, stuff. It's he, wrong. He knows how to sell a fight, and they know how to, like, create that tension That's back what I mean. and the forth. Bi- the bi- of course, it's a business, but the business is taking control of all the sports. It's ruining it. And I'll tell you, that's a great example. The boxing, yeah, I'm very passionate about that because I know, I know boxers who have dedicated their whole life 
to get one shot at to, to to make their name and make their money and, and reach the top of their game. And they wait and they wait and they wait. And there's a, it's hard to get the fights anyway because most promoters won't put a good fighter in with their fighter that's got the lead position because they don't want to lose it too early. Yet for somebody to come from the UCF or from fucking YouTube to be allowed then to step into the ring with a world champion fighter and take that position that somebody's dedicated their whole life to, it's wrong. It, and, and the boxing profession, the sports profession, should have stopped all that. that. That's nonsense. Go and do it in the back streets or somewhere and do it that way. Because that, that, that's not fair. Same as when McGregor fought... Um, Mayweather. Mayweather. That's not right. He's, he's a, he's, he's, Why is it not right? Because he, he, it's a different profession. Total different profession. He's not... Like I said, there's light middleweights or whatever weight he fought. I don't even remember now. That have been waiting years and trained all their life for that one. And they'll never get it now. They'll but never get it. And it's wrong. It's a sport of entertainment. and, and It's it, not. It's, it's a sport. It's, it's not just entertainment, mate. It's, it's a life. That's their life career. That is their whole life and legacy on what they've dedicated that time to. And the dedication that a fighter, boxer, puts is beyond anything else. It's more than a military person, I'm telling you. They, everything they eat, they breathe, they, is, is dedicated to that one moment of getting their chance. And they don't, it gets taken away because of all this YouTube and, and influencer nonsense. And it's wrong. See, I and I and there should be a different thing for that. I can go off and do that in the streets, but when it comes to the real sport, and it's lost its value, it's lost its well. I and I, I respect authenticity. I respect your opinion on it, and especially because we are you, falling out right now. Because I'm going to come across there and beat you. <laughs> well, well, we'll see what happens. But you know what? I'm going to speak my opinions because going You're on the topic, your opinions, as we say, okay, exactly. Okay. So please don't hit me okay. if you disagree. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're making me a little nervous, but it's, I'm going to keep going with that thought. I respect your opinion, and like I said in the beginning, because of your history in the sport. But how do you expect the to get more eyes on the sport if there's no... Jake Paul has huge, huge social media following. And I give the kid credit. He has trained his ass off. It's not like he's just hopping in without training. He is a legit boxer now. He, he may is not... now, but I'm saying these the real boxers, from being a child, grow into and, and go that profession... I hear what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's he's bringing money. more eyes to the sport. He's he not, he it's is. It's not the sport. It's not the sport, though, is it? It is not. Well, okay. When it's he's not. when he's fighting UFC fighters, and I've got fighters, against Jake not. Paul, by the way. Fine. Good luck to him. But it's wrong. What about what about when he's fighting like Tommy Fury, who's a real boxer? Wrong. He shouldn't be Why allowed is it to wrong? be. Why? But he's been training. Why shouldn't he be allowed to be? Well, you know, has he given up all his YouTube and stuff to become a real boxer? Yeah, he, well, he still does well, YouTube, done, but, no, no, but what's wrong with doing enough, both? But, no. but he went from, you know, did, did he climb the ladder like everybody else? Did he start the bottom? No. And, and No, he didn't. That's what I'm saying. These have to climb the ladder. You have to fight somebody, X amount of people to get to that point to get that fight. But why, why, why though? Like what, why do you have to play what, by the rules in, in that if you're able to sell out a, To keep the authentic, authenticity of the sport, that's what it is. It's a gladiator sport where gladiators start at the bottom and work their way up to a position to get that fight, to become a champion. That's what it means, to be a champion. A champion means you're the best. You are the number one. For somebody midway just to step in without get, coming through the back door, basically, not doing all the groundwork and the foundation work... It's tedious. It's time-consuming. Yet he might. He still. He could be a better boxer. He probably. He may well be. But you still got to go through your foundation. You know. You don't say right. I want to be an electrician. Go. Go and 
Do you still then go right at the top of your profession as the top of being an electrician, for example? You have to, listen, you have to do your apprenticeship. You have to serve your time. And that's all I'm saying is. Now, the UCF guy, McGregor, yeah, he served his time in UCF fighting or whatever. UFC, that's fair, that's yeah. UFC, that's fair enough. But not to step then into the boxing. It's a different sport to step into the boxing arena and, and cut out all those people who've done all their apprenticeships and waste. That's my point. I get it sells, it makes money. Because that's should, what people sport, want to see. That's what people no, want to see. I mean, it, that, people did, it, it sold no, record that's numbers what, that's of pay-per-view. What, as a business, they want to see because it's all about money. But I'm talking about the sport being authentic and staying as a gentleman's sport. So it's you're saying... Ruined it. Same as soccer, football as we know it. Right, same thing. You know, these people make so much money now; it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So and they're not great role models either. Diving and prancing—that's cheating. It's wrong. What do you? Oh, what do you mean for people pretending to be pushed or punched and diving? Oh, and, oh there's and, yeah, no end of it. Soccer, and and that's yeah, how you make it's ruined it. It ruined it. And the amount of money they get paid is absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, I do respect your opinion. I understand what you're saying. All mm. I'm saying is. You disagree with what I disagree with. So, but to just understand, you so you're saying they should be allowed to fight, but not in a boxing and not with gloves. No, I mean, if 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 somebody wants to go, or it should be an exhibition. It, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be like a, you know, promoted on Sky TV as like the main event for a world championship fight, like sports are. You know, people see people, and then you can look through their career and go, you know what? Respect to those people. They've done all the work. They've had the opportunity to do that. If you want to go and do that, and people will still pay for it, go and do it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be promoted on all the big... That's what I'm saying. It shouldn't be promoted on all the big TV uh, networks and all that sort of stuff. I just, I'm just passionate about it. It's just wrong, because I remember fighters like Johnny Owen, as a, an example I'll always use, and most people around the world won't even know him. This guy, you know, grew up in the, in the uh, valleys of Wales, never had nothing, all he was dedicated was to fighting. Never been with a woman, never took a drink. All he wanted to do was be mm -hmm. a world champion. And all he wanted to do was be a world champion, put his name on the stage and be able to afford something for his mom and dad. That was it. And he died in the ring. He got his world title fight and he died fighting an American, um, I think it was Palomino. I can't remember the exact name now, but don't quote me on it. And uh, he, when he fought, he got knocked down and the crowd created a fight. And, and Long story short, he ended up dying. And that's Jeez. dedication, though. Yeah. And you, you win people, people like how, yeah, yeah, respect to people like him who waited his time, put in the, all the hard work, you know, done his foundation, did his apprenticeship, got his moment. And he lost his moment. He lost his life. Yeah. When people have dedicated that, you know, sacrificed his life, and then to see the sport then get turned into, it's a farce, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, though, Jake Paul could die in the ring as well. Yeah, he could, but he... he it's back to what I'm really talking about. Yeah. Not doing the apprenticeship, not doing the time, and, and cutting the corners, coming in through the back door. That's what it is. I don't like it. I, that's my opinion. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who would agree with me. Yeah. I'm sure there's a oh, lot yeah. of it's, it's actually a very divisive issue for people that, you know, pay attention to the sport. Yeah, now I'm going to knock you out. Um, <laughs> did you ever want to become a professional boxer? It was always going to be my second choice. Um, I... I love the cadets. So I had boxing and the cadets running together side by side as I was growing up. I just loved the military. There's more about the military I loved. I loved the discipline and the respect of being a boxer. But I think I loved more the camaraderie of yeah. 
There's no it's camaraderie a, in boxing. Yeah, no, it's a gladiator sport. It's a lone. It's got to be a lonely. I mean, you have your team, you have your people in your corner, yeah. but it's you out it's there you. alone. You're taking the punches in the face. Whereas in, in on the battlefield, you share in the, you know, the bomb blast, the bullets being flying around, and all that sort of stuff. And it's just a nice, comforting thing to have camaraderie around you. Um, and as much as I love the gladiator sport, it, it was. It just, you know, I would I'd have gone either way, but the the military was just more appealing to me at that time. And if I look back on it, I'm glad I chose that route. Mm-hmm. I did because, again, with boxing, you know, it takes a long time to get that that title fight, and a long time. And a very good friend of mine, I always remember, remember, was a guy called Peter Till. He's still my good friend of mine. He's one of the outstanding, most brilliant boxers I've ever seen. Of course, he came from my club. I watched him fight. I watched him grow. He was amazing, brilliant. And all the all the people around the Midlands and outside of the Midlands, because you've got to build up through the Midlands to get out to the outer counties to make your name and then get the chance to fight. This is what I'm talking about. And they were petrified of him. They wouldn't they wouldn't let him get the challenge because they knew once he's in, he's going to take it and their champion is going to be gone. And of course, and, and eventually, he, you know, it got to the point where it, it ruined his career. He just it just couldn't wait any longer he had to get out of him go and earn a living somewhere else and it was wrong yeah but anyway so yeah I, I chose the military because of the camaraderie and I loved what we was doing and I thought I'd make a bigger difference I swear this I'd make a big bigger difference to me as my life and what I really wanted to do the world because of what the military were doing and I thought that's the way I want to go uh speaking of the military what uh and the show what was your thoughts on the uh premiere the other night to get back to it, it was a great night. We did a premiere watch party at uh, Irish Brigade in Lake Worth. Yeah. What, what, we had 50, 60 people yeah. show up. How, how much did you enjoy? Is, is that the highlight of the whole experience, something like that, being able to watch it with all your friends? and? Um, and fa- I think it, it, it's not the highlight. It's a highlight, a highlight for yeah. sure. And it was nice. It was just nice to see people that are no friends like yourselves and mm-hmm. family. And people I don't know coming along to watch it and saying thank you. It's it's a great show. Mm-hmm. That, it's a it, that's a real comforting feeling because you know you wonder how people view it and what they really think of it, and that's a great testament to what the show is. And and, and it's not about us. And as I said at the start, of it, it's about the the people on the show. And yeah, it's really it's really good to be able to stand there with a fin- finished product mm-hmm. because, like I told you, we don't know what that finished product is going to be. We don't, you know, we might get a, a, a glimpse a day before or something. They'll send us what, but that's all we see. And once it's rolling, it's rolling. So we don't know. It's kind of, you're anticipating what might come next. Because you think about, what did I say? What did I do? Is that going to come across good or bad? That's got to be nerve wracking. It, it is. But, and the other thing is, it's filmed 24 hours a day. So they've got 24 hours yeah. of editing and, and coverage. It's a great feeling, you know. And, and actually, it's part of the fun of not knowing what's going to come. So... Well, because you only you, you living the show, you only viewed it through the lens of your own perspective, yeah. your own eyes. I tell you what is the, the nicest part of it right? is when you get messages from the celebs that have been on there, all the contestants, not just the celebs, and they say thank you yeah. for changing their lives. And and I would actually say every single one of them that have been on every show, nine series in the UK, three in Australia that we were part of, and now two in the US, and people just do. I think it was cool for uh, Tyler Cameron to show up because he lives yeah. in Jupiter. Boy, I can call him a friend now, not just a number. Tyler Cameron is in the room. We've got this show. It's real. There's nothing vindictive. It's nothing personal. 
we're still friends, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never done this before, not in public, but I'm gonna do it tonight. This number is number five, and it belongs to that big man over there. It's an absolute legend. It's a shame he only lasted half a day, but <laughs> it was a good off day. Yeah, sure was. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here. It's an epic, really, what you put us through, uh, what we've learned as you know, in the family you created. We can never thank you and the rest of the staff enough. Uh, this is epic, and for everyone to show up, this is why I love South Florida. We're the best place in the world, guys. So it's not a great It's weird seeing in in person. You being so nice, saying good things about him before the show yeah. started, and then seeing you on the show be a complete asshole. Too. <laughs> and I think, you know, I think he was even a little nervous being around you. Uh, but you were very, obviously, very friendly. Yeah. Because that's for people that don't know you. That's how you are on the show is not how you are in real life. I mean, well, no, I mean because there's a reason, and that's not for the show. That's no, it's, it's a different environment. Yeah. You, you've come for a reason, and we can't be biased to anybody. We can't make concessions for anybody everyone's got to be treated the same the bar's got to be the same women carry the same weight as the men everyone gets showered at the same you have to be and i have to be a different person i am now a ds a director exactly. i'm an instructor i'm not your friend i'll be your friend at the end of it you know as long as you prove yourself and you're not an asshole but yeah so of course did outside of filming the show you don't get to spend any time with the celebrities other than i know you flew out to la to show up at that um yeah. Event, the debrief. But also, so that's the only time you saw a lot of those people after yeah. filming. And then seeing Tyler at the watch party. Yeah, I wonder if it's a little weird for them being around friendly, Billy. Like, because they don't know you uh, yeah, yeah. outside of, of the show. Exactly. And even Tyler, like, I wonder if he was even a little nervous being around you. Like, oh, I, I don't know, but, you'd have to ask him that. But uh, but he even said, I had a brief conversation with him, and uh, he just said, I said, oh, I'd do anything for this guy, like, pointing at you. Yeah. So I think, you know, even with you being hard on these people, they have a lot of respect for you, at least, I mean, well, some of them do. I, I'd like to think that, but it's, I always open it up whenever I speak to him for the first time, is it's not vindictive, as you know, I said it the other night, it's not vindictive, and it's not personal. You will be called names. You'll be judged on what you see. And if you feel you can't handle that, going back to what we started at the, com at the beginning of the conversation, you've got to listen to what I'm going to tell you and accept that, you know, then then that's your problem. Then perhaps you shouldn't be here. You've come here for a reason. You know it's going to be tough. You know you're going to get, you know, hard time and push through your barriers. If you weren't prepared for that, then go back to where you started. And, mm -hmm. you know, so... Uh Here's something I don't know how comfortable you are talking about this. What fame? Your fame is obviously getting bigger. You've already always been famous in the UK, but you're probably going to get more attention now in the US. How do you? Is that make you uncomfortable? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I don't. You know, I hate, I hate the word celebrity. Yeah. I hate the word fame. Yeah. Popular people know me. I, mm -hmm. I go, yeah, I'm known by more people. Yeah, you don't ever say, "Ooh, I'm famous." Like, no. yeah. No, because remember, I used to be bodyguard for yeah. the top A-list in the world, and I used to look at it and think. I'd never want to be like that. And I, I'm not saying I'd be like that. And I wouldn't. Yeah. I'll always be who I am. I'll never change in that respect. I don't, you know, I won't all of a sudden become an expert in politics and an expert in whatever, like a lot of people seem to do. I'll, I'll be me. And yeah, it is uncomfortable. It's weird. It took a while to get used to, you know, people, I hate people staring at me. I get really uncomfortable. And not long after doing three or four um, seasons in the UK I was away in was up north New York 
way up North Wells, I think it was called or something. Do you know it? It's a little village. There's only about 500 people live there. Me and Jules went there to write. She was writing a book. It was just to get away. We mm-hmm. were in P- Poughkeepsie. Oh, near Poughkeepsie? It was north of Poughkeepsie. Because we went maybe there. North, maybe it, isn't, it wasn't near it is, Ethica, it, near where I'm from, is it? It's up that way. Really? Well, I'll find out where well, it is. But anyway, okay. so we go up there and we end up in some little chicken chase at airport. You know, it's just a little private kind of airstrip. And we sat there and this guy staring at me and I was like, what's his issue? And Jules goes, just take no notice. And he's a big dude. And I'm like, I don't like it. I was getting uncomfortable. So eventually I went over to him kind of aggressively, to be honest. He stood up and I'm glad he didn't get aggressive because he was huge. And he, and he said to me, what's your problem? I says, what's your problem? Why you keep staring at me? And he went, I'm sorry. He, he, was, he had an Irish accent. He said, I'm sorry. Um, you look like this guy that's on a TV prog- program called SES Who Dares Win. And I went, yes, that's me, mate. Do you want a selfie? And he went, no, fuck off. You're too aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, and then I it just, Penny, I was going, yeah, people do recognize yeah. you. And, You'd rather, yeah, you'd rather, because you don't, I've, I've seen people come up to you and just say, there's people who deal with it the right yeah. way, and people, like, someone just going, hey, Billy, I've watched your show, uh, big fan, can I get a picture? You like that stuff. Yeah, it's good. But if it's someone's fine. being weird, that's got to make, that just yeah, makes it Yeah, just, why don't you just straight away come over and say hello, or, or don't say anything, or take a look. Yeah, fine. But I, I wouldn't say no to, you know, anybody that's being respectful like that. Yeah. Because like I used to, like I said, when I was a bodyguard for these people, the I, I, a-list celebrities I used to I'd never let them be rude not that they ever were but I wouldn't because I'd just say these people are here the reason you are who you are is because of all these people here mm-hmm. you know they're putting the time the effort to follow you and like you and do whatever they do and support you and I said so at least give something back and I tried to do exactly that I don't see myself as ever being like that but you know yeah I think it's well, and I think you, if you, you s- can make one person's day by saying hello to them, mm-hmm. having a photograph, have a little chat, then why shouldn't you? Yeah, and you've—I mean—you've seen arguably the most famous people in the world living with Brad and Angelina, yeah. and I remember you were telling me about how you just—you asked Brad for the night off, and you just went to the bar to have yeah. have a beer, and you said when you got home, what did he ask you? Yeah, it was—it it, it was, you know, he said, "What was it like at the bar?" Who did you meet? What did you do? And I was like, is he being a bit weird? Or But then you realize he can't do that. Yeah. And he hasn't done that for a long, long time. And it's hard for, you know, celebrities because, all right, they've signed up to that lifestyle and there's a lot of privileges to that stuff, but there's a lot of downsides to it. You know, I would rather, and I'm pretty sure most of them, if you give them the choice, be able to turn it around. And of course, you'd like the, you'd like the, 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 the money and stuff that goes with it, but... You you definitely want a different lifestyle. It's just, yeah, yeah. So that that moment of him, and then I thought, is he being weird? But then I realized, no, because it's such said, a non-normal question. It's what who'd you talk to? What yeah, was it like? What'd you yeah. talk about? It's like what? But yeah. yeah, you realize that that's something they can't do that. They it's they can't even imagine it. No, and he hasn't done it for a long, long time because of the world he's in, and I would aid to ever live like that. Yeah. We are in uh, an Airbnb and it's ten oh five and we're supposed to be up by ten. Which let's talk about that. Let's talk about Airbnbs real quick. Let's run over the time just disrespectfully here. Ten AM is too early. Hopefully I don't know if she can hear us right now. Ten AM is too early to kick someone out of an Airbnb. It's ridiculous. We didn't we can't check until three and then you've got to be out by ten. What? Yeah. Come on. I mean we uh, even hotels give you till midday. Yeah, like eleven or twelve, so yeah, I mean, I I know it's. Uh... We will not be moved. <laughs> we will not be Let's moved. Let's see. Oh, shit, we've got to go. Oh, she, she just knocked. Let's get the hell out of here. 
Yo, yeah. we should just say for good content. Let's just sit here and talk until she physically kicks us out for content. <laughs> Mate, she's probably got a camera here watching us. She's like, fuck you two. She's going to gas us. Wherever the camera is, subscribe to uh, our YouTube channel <laughs> for the watchful episode. And we're out. <laughs>